Hello, and welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings toward our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. I am Chicky. Uh, you can find me on Twitter um, at the Chikrin. Uh, today we're going to be covering uh, Davos's fourth chapter in A Storm of Swords. And uh, with me today are Devin. Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. And Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And um, I'm really excited about this chapter because Davos is finally getting out of the dungeon. Spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is good news. <laughs> so he's still locked in with um, Sir Axel Florent and, um, or no, wait, Alistair. Which one? God damn it. They're twins, right? I can't tell them apart. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Alistair's in there with him. Yeah, Axel. Uh, yeah, I know. Alistair's I kept getting confused the one too. That's in there. <laughs> right, right, right. Alistair's the one who's with him. Um, and oh, it's Axel who comes to get him. Axel comes to get him, um, and Alistair thinks that he's getting sprung, but no, his brother thinks he's a traitor and wants him to stay in prison. Um, and Davos gets taken uh, up above ground, which uh, is not as lovely as it could be because it's not daylight. So he just gets up into the nighttime, but he gets to at least breathe some sea air, um, which he's happy about. He does not know what's happening or where he's going. What he does know is that... Um, Axel is going to basically threaten his life if he doesn't go before Stannis and say that Axel should be Stannis's new hand, which is a really it's I feel like it would have to be a hard sell if your your own twin brother had just been accused of like treason wow. to be like, I should have the job next. It should be me. <laughs> Why would I now won't you? <laughs> exactly. And like your twin brother no less. Your twin like, brother. Yeah. I, I feel like traitorous blood would have come up numerous times. <laughs> You'd think. You would certainly think so. Um, so Davos just kind of like doesn't really agree, but doesn't disagree because it's going to get him killed. I think, what's he holding him over a bridge or something? Like Axel, Axel's literally <laughs> bodily threatening to throw him down. Yeah. The yard. They like stop. He like stopped on the bridge just to at that moment have that conversation. <laughs> oh. The the Florence are a, an interesting family. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Uh, so anyway, um, Axel takes uh, takes Davos in before Stannis, and Stannis is actually uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Happy to see him. Doesn't it seem like? Yeah, it seems to me like relieved. Like, oh, there you are. <laughs> yeah, and and Davos is like, did you not know that you had me in your dungeon? I mean, like, it's it's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, the first thing Stannis has said is like, you were. Returned from sea. <laughs> he's just been out there this whole time. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, mm, <laughs> Not I've been, been here, up. man. <laughs> you locked me up. Um, apparently, Stannis looks a little worse for wear. Um, Davos notes that he has lost a lot of weight and he really didn't have any weight to lose. Um, and he looks just kind of older. Didn't he say he looks like a decade older or something like right. that? 10 years older or something. Uh, just doesn't sound good. Um I think we all can guess that it's because Melisandre has been draining him of blood or what have you to do magic with or whatever, <laughs> just draining him of his life force, I guess. 
blood? That's what you think she's draining? Okay, of? well, she may be draining <laughs> of other things. I, I can't even claim that this is a family podcast because it's not. <laughs> oh, so um, Stannis proceeds to, um, you know, make a big deal over seeing Davos again. And then he uh, starts talking about how, like, he he feels like um, killing someone for treason is just the law, and so he has to do it. And at first, Davos is like, "Shit, is he gonna kill me?" And then he realizes, "Oh no, no, we're talking about we're talking about Alistair. They're gonna they're gonna kill Alistair." And you have to love Davos for this because Davos like actually stands up for Alistair, and he's like, "I don't think he was actually trying to commit treason. He's just a fucking idiot." Which is, I know, I, you know, and and even like status seems to kind of really not want. Davos to think he's cruel because he says it like two or three times. It's not cruel. It's not of cruelty. I'm not. I'm just doing this law. It's law, Davos. I have to do it. Like you know, he's like kind of. He's really underlining that that I'm not a cruel man. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, I I love these moments where Stannis and you kind of have to wonder: is this actually Stannis hesitating to do this, right. or is this Stannis knowing what his reputation is? Because his reputation is definitely to be this kind of guy who'll just you know. <laughs> kill his uncle-in-law for some minor treason but uh so anyway stannis stannis is clearly just kind of kind of trying to work his way through it and i don't know doing a really crappy job of of, of dealing with his pr because i don't know what he thinks davos is going to do for him <laughs> with regard to this um anyway um it's very clear that they're gonna gonna kill poor Alistair and that's what's happening and so then um, we get to the point where uh, we find out that that Alistair not Alistair, Axel is trying to, his his big plan for Stannis' next move is to go attack the island of one of the lords who fought with Stannis on the Blackwater who was captured and then of course bent the knee to Joffrey and basically, you know, changed sides uh, Axel's big plan is let's go attack this guy's island, take it, kill all of his people. And <laughs> Davos, even though even though Axel has just threatened his life, if Davos doesn't support him to be hand, Davos immediately is like, well, that sounds like a really crappy idea. Why, why would you go kill all these people whose like, you know, sons and husbands and fathers just died fighting for you? You know, like maybe that's not a good look. Um, which of course someone needed to point out to Stannis, which is Stannis' underlying entire problem, I think. It also doesn't gain you anything. Right. Oh, I, that's right. my thing. Like, like what no is, advantage whatsoever in the war. They're like, well, it'll it'll stop traitors. And it's like, will it? Or we'll just make you <laughs> want to be on your side. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, Davos makes good points that these people, you know, bent the knee because, like, he calls the one guy an old, done man. You know, the, there's people doing, it's kind of like, they're doing what practical for their situation is. I mean, he's pointing out like they're, you know, these aren't people that like, it's kind of like a, beside the point, you know what I mean? There's just people that whoever won, they were going to like bend in the U. Yeah. And the people are following their Lord. Oh, and yeah. again, all of their men essentially just died fighting for right. you. And then like, Davos even points out there's just women and children mm. left. Yeah, and Stannis, Stannis seems to kind of concede Davos's point, but then he's like, he's like, well, but every man should answer for his own decisions this way. And Davos, just being Davos, like, this is why I love Davos so much, is because Davos just can't, cannot avoid being Davos in every situation. 
he goes, okay, yeah, so those guys who were just following the orders of their lord, you know, and, and Stannis is like, yeah, but, you know, that's still your rightful king. And Axel's like, yeah, they could have refused. <laughs> Davos looks at Stannis and goes, like, you didn't rebel against your rightful king when Robert rebelled? And it's, right. it, you know, like the hypocrisy of this, you know, needed to be brought up to Stannis. And Stannis is, of course, you know, apparently visibly angered by this. But, you know, what Axel Florent would never understand is that this is why Stannis loves Davos. Like, Davos will yeah. fucking tell him the truth. Tell him what he needs to hear. It was such a good moment. Yeah, it is. These two. <laughs> These two crazy kids. <laughs> So anyway, Stannis, even though he's obviously very annoyed at Davos for being Davos, he he this has been like the moment that cements for him that it's Davos that he needs. And he basically just kicks Axel Florent out of the room, says, you know, get out of here. And um, <laughs> we we start to get into a whole new um, a whole new situation when uh, basically Stannis makes Davos his hand and and gives him a lordship, which I had forgotten that he wasn't a lord before this somehow, I guess. I thought he already had the lordship, but he was just knighted. I forgot the Onionite. He is the Onionite. So now he gets like a full lordship and everything. And and Davos is like, I was just in the I was just in the dungeon. What is going on? Why is this happening? Um, And then we start to find out that. Stannis very um, inelegantly brings up um, Edric Storm and um, Melisandre enters the room and um, Davos's like alarm bells start going off. I I was literally hearing like Kill Bill sirens as they were like starting to talk about obviously Melisandre wants to burn um, Edric Storm because he has King's blood and uh, Davos uh, was like, oh no, this is what we want to do. Um, Let's just take a moment. I mean, we all know that that Stannis does not burn Edric Storm. Um, but is this foreshadowing for him facing this this decision again with Shireen? Discuss. Yeah, I think it could be. I mean, it's like, gosh. And it's weird because at one point, I mean, maybe it's like this whole thing, like you're talking to yourself, you're kind of convinced yourself that you're not. Because he says, like, it angers me that, like, you know, that, like what was it Penrose was it, he thought that he would hurt the boy before they took him like Court, you know, yeah, Court, yeah so he's even yeah, at this yeah. point he's insisting he's not where this is going like Davis could Davos could tell where it's going but like he's like you know internally I guess he's still I don't know you know I don't know if this is yeah like you said laying the ground for him <sighs> yeah this is one of those things that the show colored for me so much like it just kind of uh, changed my opinion on because I did not think that would like I would have thought that would happen, but after the show, I'm like, ah, I guess he probably will. Though I think the motivation will be somewhat different. Yeah, and it'll the motivation actually help. Different. Yeah, I think it would have to be something that he would think would help. I don't know. I I was the same with the show. The show. I could just it couldn't believe it, cat, because it was so stupid in the show. And I was like, no, this isn't what's going to happen, but. I don't know. I don't know. I felt like it was all there because he would keep making the right decision and sacrifice himself. But I guess we will find out. It's it's pretty obvious that the showrunners think that this is what George told them. So, uh, dislike. But I guess I guess we'll see when we get there. Um, 
So uh, basically, you find out that Melisandre has been using her leeches on uh, on poor Edric, who apparently was ill. And I'm like, oh, they were using um. this illness as a context to go bleed him with leeches. And she's got these leeches, and Stannis has this whole plan of how he's gonna, you know, take back the Seven Kingdoms or whatever. And Davos, you kind of see Davos just have this moment where he's just like, yeah, I guess I'm along for this ride, whatever it is. Like, we have no chance, but okay. And so uh, Melisandre grabs these leeches and one by one throws them on the fire, um, even though she says that they won't be as powerful as they would have been if she... It would have been much better if they could burn Edric to make these things happen, but instead she throws in the three leeches and names um, Joffrey. Um, she names... Um, oh, what's his face? Uh, oh my god. Balon's dad. Yeah, Balon Greyjoy. And then... Um, uh, Rob Stark. Mm. The leeches burn really miserably. <laughs> oh, um, but this this does work. It seems <laughs> like. Yeah. I mean, we, we could say that we could say that those three were doomed anyway, which they were, or that they doomed yeah. themselves, which they did. But yeah, it's it's interesting how this does in fact work. I love when George does these moments where it's like, hmm, was it the magic or? <laughs> Or just a good guess, or just figure or it out. Just, okay, these are going to losers. <laughs> sort of losers. Just, just, just coincidence because these people were idiots anyway. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, did we have any mail in this chapter? Um, yes, we did. Our uh, first piece of mail comes from Savic Gmail. Stannis tells Davos about the vision that he had when he looked into the fire. Do you guys think there is? truly something happening with with the fire and is it indeed some kind of higher magic or could it be that people just start to see what they want what they want to see or what they think they should see could it even be a psychological trick of melisandre or maybe her doing some cheap magic to fool the people in order to inspire faith in what she sees as the one and only true god um i think they're seeing things in the fire i do think they're seeing things in the fire as weird as it is. I mean, it seems to me they're indicating that there is some real, like, magic yes. or mystical stuff in this world. So, yeah, I'd say yeah, too. I mean, obviously, there could be a chance that it could be, like, they're throwing a hallucinogenic in. But then it's, like, you'd really have to guide somebody to see a specific, you know, that specific of a... Well, and when we yeah. get in Melisandre's head, you hear how confused she is about the visions that she gets. Oh, so, so she's... Yes. I don't so I, We that, know yeah. she, she's... Is, and nothing's clear. Like, right. she can see it, and other people can also likely see it, but it's unclear what it actually is. Yeah, or she just doesn't get it. Or, or she does. Or yeah, she or she doesn't get it yet. Has like, anybody said whether they think that, like, it's some kind of, like, you know, because I know everybody goes back to, like, the like the Weirwood and the Blood Raven stuff. Is, is it any kind of scenario where whatever the magic is inherent to the land, I don't know what George is going to make the ultimate magic. You know, there's one, or there's multiple, but, like, that it's utilizing that to to manipulate people. I don't know. You know, this it, people are open to it, so it's I don't know if anybody's trying that. Mean, idea. <laughs> yeah, probably because George himself is so skeptical. I think of all right prophecy and magic in a way, um, not as skeptical as I would like him to be, but he is skeptical of it. So he kind of always writes it a little open ended, where it could be more than one thing, which I do appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, because even I think it's what well, have to be her chapter. Like she thinks that all she sees, she looks for. I forget the way it's said, but all she sees is snow. 
Um, yeah, she's looking yeah. for like, Stannis. Looking for Stannis with all she sees. I, I asked I asked the yeah. Lord to show me Stannis, but all he or to show me the king, but all he shows me is snow. It's snow. Uh, is yeah. I think what it is. Yeah, something like that. Okay. And of course, George capitalized fucking snow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Listen>. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh gosh. So also still from Sobic. Um before Stannis tosses the third and last poor leash into the Razier, he seems to hesitate or at least takes a long, longer time than with the two before. Do you think this is an indication that he feels a bit conflicted about killing Rob? Why would that be? Because he knows that Rob is in his core an honorable man or because he is Ned Stark's son and Ned was loyal to both him. After all, Ned supported his claim as Robert's heir to the throne and Robert or could there be something else going through through his mind in that moment? As always, many thanks for your work with the podcast. At the moment, I usually listen while I'm doing dishes, cleaning the kitchen, and or cooking, and to make the tedious work much more enjoyable. Best wishes to all of you. Solid. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do, too. I, I yeah. like listening to podcasts while I'm doing work. So that's exactly... Same. <laughs> Hard that's same, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Working out or doing chores. Yeah, that's a great podcast time. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that could be a reason. Yeah, I, I I think he's hesitating because he doesn't consider Rob to be in the same category as Balon Greyjoy and Joffrey, both and jo- of whom right. have committed, you know, atrocities on their own. I mean, Balon Greyjoy is just a piece of garbage right. and everyone knows it. And, uh, you know, don't forget Stannis literally fought him when he rebelled. Um, and you know, Joffrey's a piece of shit, which, um, Stannis, Stannis spent many, many years in King's Landing and probably knows knows. firsthand what a piece of shit Joffrey is. So, you know, I think even though you see Stannis be like, why didn't Ned love me the way that he loved Robert at different times? I think he respected Ned. He says he respected Ned, you know, and like it is Ned's letter that really launched whatever claim he does have right now to the throne. So, you know, I, I think I think that's it. I think it's 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 that he does consider Rob to have rebelled, but he sees him in a different category. And I mean, just just on its face, what Rob has done is rebel for exactly the same reason that Stannis did with Eris, mm-hmm. you know, under Robert. It was, you know, you're threatening my liege lord and a close relative, so I'm going to rebel against the king. It's exactly what Rob did. And so mm. it's like, you know, there's hypocrisy in Stannis trying to hold him to account in this way. He did it anyway, but he did hesitate. Yeah. It's a shame too, because it seems like there is some kind of like core and status that understands these things and has a little bit of like, but he's so rigid, you know, he has a tiny bit of like ability to empathize with what's going on, but he just can't get past the, as he says, the law, the law. Yeah. yeah and that's even so the like, basis for everything he's doing. Cause like, this is one of those chapters where I just found myself when I was reading earlier, like, why Stannis like why do you want this and he says as much in the chapter it's his duty it's the law it's what will bring justice but you don't actually he doesn't actually want it and that's and then maybe that's what why we could say the kind of feel I don't that I don't want to say like align ourselves with Davos because it's like you'd think okay well Davos seems so decent. Why is he for Stannis? But then there must be something in Stannis that Davos see. You know, does that make sense? Like, if this decent man sees something in him that he's still willing, you know what I mean? I don't know. 
Yes, no, I, I do. Because th- you think, why doesn't Davos just step back like, and say, why, fuck this yes. shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there yeah. is something. In, and this is what those of us who are, mm. you know, like reluctant Stannis fans yeah. feel, I think, is it's just like, there is something there. And yes, Davos is exactly meant to play that role. It's the same role that Brienne plays with Jamie, uh, yeah. which is that That's it, it allows the reader to empathize with something, someone that, that maybe, you know, would be the bad guy to them in other <laughs> circumstances. And it's like, Oh no, if this really great person who, you know, is right. and always tries to do it, thinks, thinks that there's some value here, then maybe you should as well. It's giving yes. it's a position structure basically <laughs> for the reader. <laughs> Oh. Right. Is there any more mail, Devin? Uh, yes. Our uh, next piece of mail comes from Cardinal Girl 75 on Discord. If Stannis and Melisandre had heard of Daenerys' dragons and believed the rumors, do you think any force on Earth would have kept them from killing Edric in an attempt to bring one of the stone dragons to life? Why is Melisandre so obsessed with the idea that it has to be King's blood that will birth resurrect dragons? Especially since, as Stannis points out, Targaryens tried everything to bring them back and failed, some of them dying in their attempts. Yeah, I can't remember at what point they start getting rumors about Danny's dragons. Was that not by this book? I honestly can't remember. But yeah, I, I think I think if there were a more concrete thing to go on, Stannis would maybe be more interested in, in being more evil to get a dragon. Uh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, he has the capacity. Yes. All right, and our last piece of mail from Buck O'Hare on Discord, favorite Davos ship. Oh, Stavos, come on. It's not even a contest. <laughs> yeah. These two, and I, I, I glossed right over it, but there's that, like, oh, the, the, the Stavos shippers love the line from this chapter where it's like, <laughs> uh, uh, Stannis says something to Davos, like that he'd, you know, forgotten how sharp his tongue could be or something like that. And <laughs> Oh, my tongue like, is to do with as yeah. you please. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it's your oh, tongue to do with as you please. That's it. That's the line. It's your tongue. It's your tongue. Oh, God. These two. Oh, God. Okay, is that <laughs> more mail? Yeah, that's all the mail. Okay, what a that's a perfect ender right there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would like to send us a message, we would love to hear from you. You can email us um, at close the door and at Gmail. Uh, you can also message us anonymously on Tumblr at close the door and come here.tumblr.com. Um, you can reach out to us on Twitter, which is really just reaching out to Guile. Feel free to anno- like annoy her as much as you want to. We are at Door Podcast on Twitter. And you can also check our um, our threads for upcoming episodes where you can ask questions on the Jamie Brienne subreddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash Jamie Brienne. Um, and please like and review us wherever you are listening to your podcasts. I, I don't even know anymore where all we are, but if you're hearing us, I guess we're there. Please give us a nice review if you have one inside you. Um, do you guys have any more comments about this uh, amazing Stavos chapter? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Go read some fic. Yeah, go read some Stavos fic. Yeah, yeah, do that. I think Kama wrote some, so go find it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On that note, I'm closing the door. Get out.